Hey friends, welcome to Voluntold. This show is all about relationships, career life, health and well-being. And though we might not have total control over all aspects of our life, we're here to live our best life by focusing on what we can control, and that is starting with ourselves. My name is Carice, and I am a military wife of 13 years and a mother of two. And today, you guys get to hear from one of my lifelong friends as she is going to share a piece of her story. If you have affiliation with the military or you're in this lifestyle, then it's going to be completely relatable, probably humorous, and quite enjoyable. And if you have no affiliation whatsoever, then this episode will be a great way to get some insight into what it's like to cultivate a relationship in this lifestyle. So I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, guys, today we have a special guest. We have a longtime bestie since junior high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> today we have Fallon Hassana, um, who is going to share a little bit about her story. She is in a new relationship, and it just happens to involve being in the voluntold lifestyle. So, thank you for doing this. Of course. First of all. Um, okay, so go ahead and just tell us about your new relationship and how you guys met, all that fun stuff. My new relationship. My re- new relationship is the longest relationship I've ever had. We met on a dating website. A lot of people know it as uh, Tinder, <laughs> which either could be... Uh, I guess a really bad dating website, but I guess I was under the impression where I am a good human being and all I want is love and I'm on a dating website and I'm hoping that the other person on the other end feels the same way. And I feel like I found the person that really was looking for something substantial. So I'm glad I was on the website, maybe not for that many years but <laughs> i guess he was looking for the same thing i was so so what really connected you guys when you guys first started talking on tinder and what was really funny was that i was on a solo trip in utah and he was on a trip with uh his daughter in arizona and i guess i swiped right on him and <laughs> Uh, we liked each other and had no idea that we both lived in San Diego at the time. Well, right now, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, we just had, um, the same, um, I guess views on traveling and wanting to explore. And that really caught my eye. <laughs> yeah. You guys are both a little free spirits. Totally free spirits. Yeah. Oh, you want to travel? Me too. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because uh, you're already planning <laughs> to travel together. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk about, so you guys met on Tinder. You guys got to know each other, started, I mean, obviously you guys started clicking and all that stuff. You guys have been together now seven months? Yes. Almost okay. seven months. Yes. <laughs> Literally the longest relationship I've ever been in with someone that just really is almost my mirror. How I feel, how I act. It's hilarious to be with someone that's like 
totally your best friend. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we've known each other for that long. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) We already know each other so well. So (laughs) it's cute. How long was it into like you guys starting to talk and everything till you found out that he was in the military? (laughs) He kept that from me for quite some time, (laughs) which he, (laughs) he explained to me a lot a few weeks ago why he did that. But in the first few weeks of us dating, I, I don't think that I ever told him what I did. And I don't think he ever told me what he did. I know he knows for certain. He did not tell me for about three weeks of us talking. And then when we met, we still hadn't talked about work. And I guess that, um, that evolved into what we do now is not talking about work. (laughs) Um, that's a really big stress point for us. And we don't really talk about it in our daily lives, but that was one thing that he's like, I want to fall in love and I don't want it to be based off of what we do for work. That's just a very, just a small part yeah, of how people can, can connect, but we didn't connect that way. We connected in other ways and it works for us. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds very like idealistic, just, you know, you fall in love for the person for who they are, not necessarily what they do or Mm -hmm. their titles or roles or anything, but just them. Yeah. Okay. So then so far, I mean, you guys have definitely been together long enough to where you can get a feel for what it's like with him having that as a job. Like how often are you guys together? We're off, <laughs> we're often together <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, in the first few weeks of, um, in a committed relationship with him, which was about like six weeks of us, um, after meeting and dating, um, we were in a committed relationship and he had let me know maybe a couple days before he had to leave for a week. And I was like, okay, you have to leave for a week. And after about four days, he came back early, didn't tell me and surprised me at my home, which I don't know about anybody else, but like meeting somebody and dating them for a couple of weeks. And then they show up at your house, uh, without telling you that they're coming home early or whatever. I was like, if I didn't really like you at this point, I would have been like, Oh my gosh, this person (laughs) is so weird. But I was pretty excited to see him at my home and just no one's ever done that to surprise me and come home to me and I don't know I just really was interested in how he felt about surprising me and wanting to be with me at all times but it's been a common occurrence now that he has said a couple days before he has to leave or maybe three or four days which isn't very much that he has to leave for two weeks three weeks And this last time was the whole month of January. (laughs) He was gone. And the last few days that he was supposed to be where he was, he was telling me, oh, I come home this Saturday. Make sure you're not doing anything that morning. I really want you to come and meet me at the airport. And I was like, okay. Well, Thursday at work (laughs) before lunchtime, who do I see drive up? (laughs) It's my boyfriend. (laughs) And that is pretty much how he likes to surprise me is coming home early, not telling me and not letting me know early on (laughs) that he's coming home. But it is a sweet surprise to see him. (laughs) 
very sweet. <laughs> is I, I hear like some resistance in that. Is it kind <laughs> of hard to just give up that like you can't predict or control or <laughs> no? And I I think that that's his his surprise is what is very important to me to him and for me I have had a lot of control in my life I am 33 and I have done things my own way and it's very different to see how someone uh wants to show their love and wants to show how um how they want me to feel and so him surprising me he thinks that it's so amazing and I the last, this last time I was so surprised because I was like, I have been asking you all week, how are you going to come home on Saturday? And you have told me yes. <laughs> so I'm like, it's kind of a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't all surprises lies? <laughs> I know. He's lying to me all week saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, they said that we might come home early. And I'm like, okay, well, let me know because I want to be there because that's has been our I guess the sweet thing that I do for him is when he comes home, I know that he's going to be on a flight for five, six hours and I go into the airport and meet him at baggage claim, which is mm. really cute. But that's how I show. Yeah. I want to be there for him there. and I want to see him immediately right when he gets off the plane and yeah. his is surprising me at work. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just catch sweet. you off guard. Yeah. Okay. So you've gotten kind of a feel then it sounds like. Um, where you get those, like you said, two, three, maybe four days advance notice. And mm-hmm. then, oh, by the way, I'm going to be gone for <laughs> like a week or maybe a month or, you know, whatever. So um, during that time, when he's gone, how is your communication? Uh, communication is every day. And uh, we have made, I guess, a pact that like when he's gone – he FaceTimes me every night as much as he can or calls me during the day if he can. And when he does, the girls at work just know I have to take this second to talk to my boyfriend. He's gone. And um, I really appreciate that. And he he really does take his time to contact me almost every day that he's gone. And if it's not every day, it's literally a text saying I will not be able to call you today just letting you know, but there are some days and I think I've found the sweet spot of when we disconnect is about two weeks in. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a month long, I'll know that he'll get upset about something or it'll translate into Fallon's not communicating with me and it'll be a disagreement (laughs) that we have to either resolve while he's gone Or text during the night because I can't sleep or, but I guess that's how we communicate while he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's daily, which is easier right now <laughs> with FaceTime. He also wants that to be a part of our relationship is seeing each other every day mm-hmm. and making that a point to, that's how we communicate. What's your daily ritual when he is here? What does a typical day look like for you guys? It's um, pretty much just going to work. And then once we're done with work, we come home to each other and we don't talk about work. We talk about what we want to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. What 
we want for dinner is his immediate question <laughs> once he gets home, <laughs> what's for dinner? And that's when we get to connect after work is just what we want to do, what we're excited to do. Yeah. We just talk about everything. <laughs> okay. So let's, I want to touch on what brought you guys to that kind of um, agreement that when you guys got off work, it was just, you just talk about whatever, but nothing about work. Yeah. It's, um, he has a stressful job. I have a semi stressful, stressful job. And I think the stress of the job can go into a relationship and damage a lot of, uh, aspects of it with stress, anxiety, a lot of things ab- about work that's just harsh. Mm-hmm. And in our relationship, I want it to be beautiful and grow and not into this compacted, I'm very upset yeah. type of space. Yeah. And so our space when we get home and we get to talk to each other, um, not that it, everything is rosy. We have had stress in the relationship, but just not work mm-hmm. because work can be talked to and talked about with other people other than each other. Mm-hmm. I have really strong women in our, in my life. So I like to talk to them about <laughs> work because I'm an office manager has nothing to do with, with his job. So his job, he could talk to his his friends and people that he works with to figure out how to handle a problem. But yeah. for us, our problems with work is doesn't translate in our, in our, uh, in our love. Yeah. Our love is something totally different than work. Mm-hmm. Was there like trial and error in that? Like, did you guys try to talk about work, but then <laughs> it ju- you just realized it wasn't for you guys or... Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we talked about each other's, um, work schedule. Work schedules are really hard. I don't know how he does his work schedule. <laughs> it's up and down all the time. Uh, especially this week, it was Valentine's week and we had dinner plans and <laughs> Sunday night he said, that he has to work nights all week. And I'm like, of course. There goes Valentine's. <laughs> there goes Valentine's <laughs> night. <laughs> no dinner. Um, but yeah, we just had to shift and go to a lunch. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so his schedules are weird. I don't understand. So that gets all, us off balance as well as, uh, cause that would start a fight. <laughs> so I'd be very upset, but that and like, uh, both of our personalities are, um, troubleshooters. We want to figure out um, how to solve a problem. And when he'd have a problem at work, I try to solve it. Obviously, I don't know his job. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to solve a problem in his his job. So it's the same thing as him trying to solve a problem in my in my job and it would never happen. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I think it's I think that's something that every couple really does have to figure out for themselves, like how they're going to initiate the after work program, basically like, uh, do you go straight to the gym after work or do you come together and then just start talking about your day at work and get that out of the way and then move on into other topics? Or do you just not talk about it, you know, and 
mm-hmm. and then just continue about your day and talk about like other events that are coming up that are personal and have absolutely nothing to do with work. Everybody obviously has stress at work unless you have like an amazing job that has no conflict whatsoever. <laughs> You're going to have some type of stress. Everybody has to deal with it some other way where they can decompress or try to like de-stress before they enter into the home life. And so every couple has to figure out, well, how does that work for them? Like, like I said, you go to the gym or just knowing that on your drive home, you're going to vent it out or you're just going to sing it out maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> or just like scream it out maybe in the car too mm-hmm. and get it done so that when, by the time you get home, that's it. It's just you guys. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool that you guys figured it out already. You know, like you got your routine routine down and you know exactly how you can communicate with each other and kind of just avoid all the BS and all the stress and everything that you guys already had throughout the first half of your day and then have a second half of the day that has absolutely no connection to that and just do your own thing. Definitely. And I think age helps a lot too. I can't imagine being in a relationship like this in my 20s. Yeah, I think it's easier in our 20s to be like, this guy sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) This whole situation sounds like a lot of work. And I think I'll just pass. And being at the point of my life where I have dated and finally found someone that I want to work on everything with and be with for a very long time. He just shows so much um, potential in my life. Mm-hmm. And I hope I do with, with his that I see him in my future. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. anything that comes up is very easy to, to solve and resolve. And so work just has nothing to do with what we want to build in our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> How have you guys figured out is the best way to deal with conflict resolution? Gosh, the conflict resolution in the beginning of our relationship was very, really hard. I, I've been alone for a very long time. So it was very easy for me to leave a situation where I wasn't comfortable or I wasn't okay with. And so with him, I, early on, I told him about an article that I had read about a therapist telling a couple that when you're upset with each other, just get naked because it'll be very hard for you to, be mad at each other uh, like so much that you just cannot resolve this issue. And so I had told him that in like probably like passing and thought it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And so the first big fight was about something really dumb. Obviously that's always what happens (laughs) later on. (laughs) You think it's so ridiculous that uh, right now it was so funny that he just, you just get naked. And I was like, no, I will not be doing this with you. No, I will not be upset with you. I'm, I'm done. I'm done being upset. I don't want to do this. I don't want to solve the problem right now. And he just got naked and was like, no, we're going to figure it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that was the funniest thing that he heard that and was like, no, I will try anything. Mm-hmm. I will try anything to resolve this situation. And I don't want us to be upset anymore. And I, I mean, I think we've done it only twice, but like we figured out other ways to resolve um, a conflict. But that's been the funniest thing that we have talked about is just <laughs> us getting naked and me being so upset at him and just giggling and laughing about the situation and being like, OK, now I see myself out of the picture because when I'm when you're very upset, 
obviously you can't see anything else yeah. but when you're naked you're just like oh I, so <laughs> yes you are very naked <laughs> i think that's the funniest thing that anyone has ever said is just no if you're mad at each other you get naked and i have heard like i've heard the story a couple times now that couples have gotten naked and and gotten into the huge a huge fight but i mean how do you fight with your significant other when you're naked yeah like i would be looking at the wrong thing and thinking about others like it's yeah that would be distracting and hilarious for sure that and like i mean obviously you're in a relationship you love each other and when you see them naked you're like i'm not thinking about anything else but you (laughs) naked and i'm very upset and i don't even want to look at you in your eyes no don't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it, I mean, it totally makes sense because it, it literally resets your brain like instantly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole point is like when you get when you're in a conflict with your person, it's really easy to feel like your opponents in whatever, whatever situation you're arguing about or whatever. It's like, no, it's me against you now, bro. And yeah. you're going down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to show you that I'm right. You're totally yeah. wrong. Right. And the same for them. And they, you can't get naked because that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> But then if he does it, then you're just, you're laughing or it's, oh my gosh, it's it was just a reset. Just reset so button. funny that yeah. he, he didn't take it seriously and he did listen to me. So props to that man. <laughs> he just really, really did listen. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't ever want to take that for granted that he's here and I get to be with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that already shows like your heart and like where, what state it's in when you can already, like you're already acknowledging that perhaps in the future you're going to have to endure a deployment or something that's more long-term of a separation Mm -hmm. and that you're already okay with that. Like, I mean, no one's ideally looking for that, but that you're already just like, okay, yeah, we can. We can definitely figure it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, now that I know his like sweet spot of when he's, upset when he's gone it's the two-week marker i'm like if we can do the two weeks <laughs> and we can like figure it out yeah we can do a long term but do you think it's just the stress like of separation that gets that two week yeah i mean he said it to me verbally mm-hmm. um the times that he is gone it's just i hate being away from you yeah. and i think it's the same for me it's like i hate being away yeah. from him because he makes me feel whole he makes me feel like I am a better person. I hope I make him feel that way. I just, he just draws that out of me. Yeah. (laughs) And you can't control that. Like you, you, as much as you want to be with that person, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that's totally out of your (laughs) control. Totally. And being single for so long, I thought that I did that for myself. Well, I know that I did that for myself. Mm -hmm. I know that I was very whole and, very okay with you know what i think in my 30s if i'm going to be alone i'm just going to be the cool single aunt to (laughs) all of my friends children (laughs) and my sister's children i'm just going to be the cool fun aunt and being in this relationship it's game changer totally (laughs) how did you do it how did he yes how did he do it to make me feel like oh my gosh you're my mirror you're exactly me Mm -hmm. in male form (laughs) (laughs) also different like 
feelings about relationships, but yeah, he, he is almost like me. Yeah. And the parts that he's not, we talk about a lot, just a lot of different aspects of the world, what he knows, what I know. He just helps me see it differently. It sounds so complimentary. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So thus far, what would you say is one of like a couple of the top things that you've learned in this kind of lifestyle relationship? In this lifestyle. Oh gosh. Separation's not that hard. We can get through it. Being in a relationship. Oh my goodness. It's just, um, can't be selfish anymore. (laughs) A lot of things that I am like, Oh, I used to do this when I was alone. So I, it doesn't really matter to him because it made me happy at that time. Mm -hmm. Like coming up to your home and Mm -hmm. Carissa's home. I would stay over overnight, Mm -hmm. hang out, not really connect with anybody else. I would just be here. So me thinking like, oh, I'm going to do that this weekend. Do you mind? Well, obviously, (laughs) obviously he does mind. He Mm -hmm. wants to be around me. So Mm -hmm. I think it's, it is a, a change from being single and doing what I want to do on a daily basis to him being like, no, we're going to do that together. Yeah. We're doing this together. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be fun together. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is. Oh, geez, that's so different. <laughs> Very different. I was just listening to um, another podcast and they were talking about just how um, they were talking about marriage. But I think it really is just relationships in general that you don't realize how much marriage or being in a long-term committed relationship is going to like bring awareness to your Mm -hmm. own selfishness. Yeah. And it, it comes out in like really weird ways sometimes. And sometimes you just want to reject that it's even that because you're so used to your bachelorhood or bachelorhood that it's just like, no, that's just me. That's what I do. But it's like, well, you do that because you never had to think about somebody else. And now you do. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I have to think of somebody else's um, emotions about how I did something, why I did something. And I'm like, what? I never really had to explain why I wanted to go up to my friend's house and sleep over. Yeah. Yes, I'm in my 30s and I like to sleep <laughs> over my friend's homes. Um, I yeah. never thought that it was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else does this. Everyone should continue doing this. I know. I want to go to my girlfriend's house and drink wine and talk about our days, talk about my relationships. I don't want to grow up to a time when that's not okay. Can that always be okay? Yes. (laughs) I always want to go over to my girlfriend's house, (laughs) sleep over. Okay. So what's the best thing that you believe thus far that's really kept you guys connected emotionally? Because obviously you can't control the physical connection, um, but on the emotional side and the mental side, what's the best thing? Oh, the emotional side is um, definitely feeling calm. Mm-hmm. And I know where my heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that has been um really hard for me to gauge because I have had a I guess a wild heart just never wanting to be tamed Mm -hmm. and he really has brought it in and just brought me closer to wanting to be just one with him and um it's very calm yeah it's not wild and crazy and running around yeah he definitely brought me down to (laughs) (laughs) it's surrendering yeah totally yeah definitely that's a great word (laughs) total surrender (laughs) what is the weirdest or one of the weirdest things that you've had to adjust to or like just some weird thing that you've had to learn will falls asleep everywhere i think it's the funniest thing especially when he's been gone. Um, so when he leaves for his three, four weeks, um, it's the funniest thing that he will call me at the end of his day and it'll be when I'm home from working out or making dinner and I just want to chill in bed. Mm-hmm. So he'll call me, FaceTime me and fall asleep anywhere and everywhere. Uh, he will fall asleep with his back on the mattress and his hand up in the air, <laughs> FaceTiming me. And then we'll fall asleep. And I'm like, dude, you've fallen asleep. Dude, wake up. <laughs> I will not wake up. And I'm like, how are you asleep with your hand above your face? Just waiting for this phone to drop on his face. I think that's the, the funniest and weirdest thing that he's done in this relationship yeah (laughs) there's probably a lot of people that can relate to that i i still remember so this was back in like flip phone days before like smartphones were like super affordable but when um flip phones were in we would just talk and i would just leave them on speakerphone and i would just suddenly hear silence and then snoring (laughs) (laughs) i'm like dude really like i know i mean granted we would talk on the phone for like a solid hour or something and then i think he just got comfortable <laughs> and he would start falling asleep but that's when i realized I was like oh my gosh you legit can like sleep anywhere you anywhere. fall asleep within seconds and i think i think it's just their job like they just they never catch up <laughs> no i believe that because i mean it's literally like today i made breakfast and we were laying in bed just like watching tv and he fall to, fell asleep and i was like what how did you fall asleep so quickly i mean yes granted it was after a great breakfast that i made but geez uh, we were just watching tv i'm like you just slept for nine hours <laughs> and you want to sleep again that's yeah. cool yeah <laughs> he definitely needs it I mean, if they can get sleep any anywhere they can, I guess it's the best, mm-hmm. uh, especially with their ever-changing time frames for work. Yeah. If he can fall asleep that quickly, power to him, man. Is there anything that you feel like you're compromising with being in a relationship in this type of lifestyle? I know that right now I'm dealing with um, location. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been more than seven minutes away from a family member or maybe an hour away from 
a friend mm-hmm. and with living with him, we are looking to move in together and I will then be away from my sisters for half an hour of driving. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, it's n- not a big deal, but knowing that we've always been in a tight circle of seven minutes away from each other, right. 10 minutes away, a half an hour feels like a lot. And then the possibility that he'll have to leave and move to another state. My answer for that would be, yes, I'm going with you, mm-hmm. you know, wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the compromise right now is moving away from my sisters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You brought up a good point that, yes, it might not be that very far <laughs> compared to having to go across <laughs> country or across the globe or whatever. Yeah. But it, it is essentially the idea that you're you're doing it because that other person, your special person, needs to be somewhere else. And so you're you're simply following because you want to be with that person. Yeah. And so it's not really like you've agreed that, yes, um, this is where I want to settle down or this is where I want to get a house or mm-hmm. this is where I want to go. Because if you did, you probably wouldn't be going to that place. But this is how it's going to work if it's going to work. And so you just got to make it work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a job choice. It's not anything like that. It's definitely wanting to be with somebody that is totally a soulmate and I want to be with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest challenge so far? I think ultimately it was being, being away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been the biggest challenge and not knowing when he would be around. I think with holidays, I, I took that for granted just being like, Oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to be here for Labor Day weekend or, yeah. you know, things like that. But then when it came down to the Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, me having being in a relationship and wanting to be with that person around those holidays, I was really excited. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, we weren't together. Our my Christmas party for work, obviously I wanted to show off my boyfriend, but mm-hmm. he was not here. I got him for New Year's. I feel like it's like <laughs> present. I got him for that day uh-huh. and I got him for this yeah. day. And yeah, it's it's like shared custody. Totally. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. I got him for this day and I got him for that day. And what's been like the most rewarding or encouraging part of this relationship so far? Working on our relationship and figuring out how to talk to one another when we're upset. Uh-huh. I think in past relationships, it was very easy for me to be like, I don't see you in my future. It's yeah. really fun to fight for me. And have it end and not resolve anything because I, we don't have to see each other anymore. And I don't, I don't really want to work on it with you because we didn't have anything in common in in the beginning. And with him, we had so much in common in the beginning and I really did want to work with him. And then him just like wanting to work with me. I think it's both ways. We want to work on it together. And that's what makes it really rewarding. Mm-hmm. I really see myself with someone that really just wants to put in the work yeah. and wants to talk to me and figure things out with me. It's very easy for me to say yes to him. Yeah. <laughs> yes to this lifestyle. Yeah. What would be your advice to any other single ladies out there that are still looking 
for settling down. Oh. They're ready. Yeah. My advice was, is <laughs> because this is what I did. I literally weeks before I met Will was, I was on a trip to Utah and did a lot of hiking and getting back to nature, meditating, doing yoga, really putting down in words what I wanted in a mate mm-hmm. and putting it out there in the universe, which is so weird because it was literally weeks before I met Will because I mean, um, I just turned 33, never been in a long-term relationship and just really went out of my comfort zone, went to a state I'd never been to mm-hmm. and just did things just single and was like, is this what I really want? Mm-hmm. Do I want to travel alone? Do I want to sit at a restaurant alone? Do I want to hike alone? No. I want to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. Please, God, send me someone good that I want to be with for the rest of my life. Please. And <laughs> I really think I found him. Yeah. He found me. Mm-hmm. But I really needed that to really... F- figure out what I wanted Mm -hmm. because I was dating and maybe that's where I kind of saw what I didn't want and what I did want, Mm -hmm. but really going out and doing what I love and really asking for it and saying that I wanted to put in the work. Mm -hmm. I found someone that wanted to put in the work with me. Yeah. Really Mm -hmm. complimented me. Mm -hmm. Oh, Yeah. Just do that for yourself. (laughs) Just go out to Zion National Park (laughs) and be free, ladies. That place is amazing. And you have to do something alone. Yeah. Because you really get to listen to your inner thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're scary and beautiful (laughs) and crazy. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be Mm -hmm. just raw with yourself. You know, and just acknowledge where you are in your present state, how you're feeling about it, mm-hmm. what your goals are. How write you're it all get down. There. Yeah. Write it all down. Because when you go back to it six months later, <laughs> a year later, you're like, geez, mm-hmm. I really put in that work. And yeah, you'll yeah. be better for it. Yeah. No, I think that's really good advice. If, I mean, not everyone maybe can hit Zion, but just to have like <laughs> some type of, um, like connection to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's so wise to just say, you've got to connect with you. You've got to figure you out first. You've got to know what it is you're really looking for. Because if you don't really know, maybe you still have to figure that out. Maybe you have to figure out what you don't want. Like mm-hmm. you said, you know, you dated around and you realized that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what I'm into. And so sometimes you have to go through that first before you can really pinpoint what it is you want and how you could possibly get it. Yeah. Being- and definitely be strong in the beliefs and what you, what you want in a relationship. Because if you give up once and a guy or a girl 
<laughs> is not giving you what you need and want, mm-hmm. you can't say yes to them. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you have to say yes to yourself and be selfish. But yeah, that's exactly just what you need is just go out and do something that you love. Oh, write it all down. Oh, please get a diary. <laughs> the diary is the best. <laughs> I love looking at my diary. Right now I have the 365 questions a year. Every oh, day yeah. it asks you a question. Oh my gosh. It's the best. That sounds awesome. Book ever. <laughs> I've had it now for a year, two years almost. Oh God, I love it. Yeah, because every day I'd be like, I don't know what to write in my diary today. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And these questions ask you a different question every day. And you write maybe one sentence, two sentences. And oh, yeah. I write down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that just made me think of like English class back in high school where it was like, yeah. here's your prompt, mm-hmm. right? Whatever you want to about it. Totally. Like there's no, yeah, there's no rules or anything. Mm-hmm. No one cares about spelling or grammar. It's just, here's your prompt. Go for it. What and are your that's thoughts? where you could be like totally yourself and yeah. just be like, this is how I feel today. Mm-hmm. And you see your growth a year later. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I felt so alone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, these questions are so deep. But it's so hard. <laughs> okay, I love that you just said that because sometimes it's so hard to recognize where you are in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to just see it in the aftermath. Like, so when you do look back, if you do write it down, it's like, holy crap, it was so obvious. But when you're yeah. in that moment, you're not really sure. Mm-mm. It's not obvious. <laughs> no, everything is a question and you're like, what, what didn't I see? What didn't I see that became... So clear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I was in Zion, I filled that out. And then mm-hmm. I wrote even more and talked about what I, what my thoughts were. Hiking alone. Oh, gosh, that was great. Mm-hmm. Not that you should do that in Zion. Hiking alone. <laughs> I did, but it was in a very populated area. Yeah. The Narrows is very populated. A lot of people go in there. Oh, gosh, that was so fantastic. If you're a hiker, just go. Um <laughs> And it was July 4th, July 4th weekend. It was your freedom weekend. <laughs> my freedom weekend. Bachelorette. Then, <laughs> it was a 4th of July weekend and I met him on the 7th. <laughs> and it then a few like, weeks later we started dating. It was like your ceremony. You didn't even realize it. You didn't no. know it was happening. I just was like, this is what I want. I don't want to settle. I don't want to be somebody that just settles for... I think this is what my life should look like. Mm-hmm. This is what I pick. Mm-hmm. No, I want something so fantastic. I want a man that is amazing to me, to everybody, mm-hmm. is kind. Just, yes. yeah, I wanted goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that right there is like preach because mm-hmm. I feel like so many people, um, they start to get into a relationship and then they start to feel like they're not, um, connecting the way that they were hoping that they were, or they feel like they deserve something better, but they're not really sure how to define if that's in the relationship, if they're getting it, if they can ask for it. And I think that that's why having a game plan or knowing what it is that you're looking for ahead of time is so helpful when you're really looking to date and then to court, you know, like something serious because you've got to sometimes define it for yourself so that you know how to stand up for what it is you're looking for. And 
knowing that you deserve as much as you're putting into it Mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. You want someone to compliment you and to be your mirror, to show you everything that you're putting in, they should be putting in Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Because when you feel that they're not resentment Mm -hmm. and disgust and a lot of bad things happen. Mm -hmm. And when they put in the effort, it shows it, uh, show up. Yeah. (laughs) Just show up. (laughs) Yeah. And do the work. Yeah. It's hard, but it's definitely worth it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I, I know that this is going to totally be relatable to a lot of people out there. This is something someone else is dating maybe right now, just like mm. you. And so they totally are like on your level or even if it's a newlywed couple, that's like, oh my gosh, we were just in that stage where it's mm-hmm. like getting used to the idea of every now and again, you might just get these surprise pop-ups of, hey, I'm going to be gone for a week or I'm going to be gone for a month. And then mm-hmm. surprise returns like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> clear your schedule. <laughs> um, And even if, you know, there's someone that's listening that's been married for many years and been doing this type of lifestyle for a long time. They're still going to be like, Oh my gosh. Yes. I remember <laughs> those days. I remember cause it, it's, uh, it's really just getting used to it. Like it's something that becomes almost familiar very quickly. You really have to learn to adjust to it. Like really quickly. Oh yeah. Share about your trip coming up. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to Iceland in October. Yeah, yeah. Which is so exciting. He's never been. I've never been. Mm-hmm. It's some place that we can uh, get to know together, which is really cool. We're going to be there for seven days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It sounds so magical. I'm so it, excited to see the uh, pictures. I can't wait. I think I, I'm already excited. Like, we have the car down. I'm already looking at Airbnbs. Uh, everything is cramped. He's six <laughs> one. So we had to get extra leg room on the airplane. We have, to, I mean, the Airbnbs, everything's so tiny in Iceland. I have no idea where we're going to live for the, for the seven days, but well, uh, if anyone's listening, and do you have, a- do you know of an Airbnb <laughs> that will house a six one man? <laughs> They're all so tiny. It looks like their hallways are tiny. <laughs> their kitchenettes are tiny <laughs> we're just american i know, we're just, I, know we like, large, I don't know if there's any t- <laughs> tall people <laughs> well will if you're listening thank you for letting us have this time and thank you for being such an amazing guy that mm-hmm. fallon has found her match and is surrendering to (laughs) um, for everyone listening. I hope this was just a really fun and um, delightful word for you guys. And obviously I hope most of you can at some point relate or resonate with this um, type of um, adaption and kind of curiosity into this world. Um, It's filled with love and it's filled with devotion in a very quick way. Thank you for sharing your dating story and my seven month journey. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes. There's many more to come. Oh, thanks. (laughs) And thank you for having me. 
Hey guys, if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review. Share this episode with your friends, with anyone else that it would bless as we just build this community and share the love that we are all in this together. You can always find me on Instagram at carice.nolani as I share my story with you. And I love to hear you guys share back. So keep it up. It's amazing. And until next time, let's rock this voluntold life.